Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the Troy To Go Variety Show. I am your host, Troy To Go, and it's been a while since we've recorded. Took about almost a year off because my mom started listening to the podcast, so it got weird recording it. Just kind of fell fell off, but we are back. We are ready to hit the ground running, and we are going to be consistent. Um, obviously, you know, it's a weird time, but... You know, yeah, yeah, time to listen to podcasts now, so I'm putting mine out there. A few months too late. I know everyone and their brother has been doing a podcast, but um, I feel like my opinion matters more than most people, so that's why I'm doing it, because my ego is just too big. So, and obviously with that, you know, with the coronavirus, the quarantine, and now, you know, the civil unrest, the racial tensions in this country you know, are quite high. I just wanted to say something. Um, I'm actually going to be reading something from Stan Lee, um, someone who I looked look up to a lot, created most of the happiest moments of my life <laughs> uh, with, with him being kind of the cornerstone and the founder of Marvel Comics. Um, so I'm just going to read something that he posted um, way back. Uh, but, you know, to this day, it's still prevalent and important to hear and still relevant and it's that stinks that something like this still has to be said um, about our country and where we're at so i'm just going to read this here quick so bear with me let's lay it right on the line bigotry and racism are among the deadliest social ills plaguing the world today but unlike a team of costume supervillains they can't be halted with a punch in the snoot or a zap from a ray gun the only way to destroy them is to expose them, to reveal them for their insidious evils. Reveal them for the insidious evils that they really are. The bigot is an unreasoning hater. One who hates blindly, fanatically, indiscriminately. If his hang up is black men, he hates all black men. If it's a red if a redhead once offended him, he hates all redheads. If some foreigner beat him to a job, he's down on all foreigners. He hates people he's never seen, people he's never known, with equal intensity and equal venom. Now, we are not trying to say it is unreasonable for one human being to bug another. But although anyone has the right to dislike another individual, it is totally irrational, patently insane, to condemn an entire race, to despise an entire nation, to vilify an entire religion. Sooner or later, we must learn to judge each other on our own merits. Sooner or later, if man is to ever be worthy of his destiny, we must fill our hearts with tolerance, for then and only then we will, truly, we will be truly worthy of the concept that man who is created in the image of God, a God who calls us all his children. And... So I agree with everything in that statement. Um, we are at a turning point in our country, and I hope we make the right turn. I hope the bigotry and the hate that we have in this country, we do not double down on, but we give in to love, because that is the one thing that is truly important, um, especially in times like this. So like I said, I just wanted to get that out over the on the top. Um, I think it's a really important thing um, for people to hear, and... Thank you for allowing me um, to share that with you guys because I think it's really cool and pretty powerful statement. Um, but 
why I'm here is because I got nothing else to do. I'm sitting in the house and I'm in the house bored. Um, and so what I figured I would do today is I want to talk about perfect movies. What makes a movie perfect? From start to end, you see that gradual um, rise in the story and the conflict, you know, to see the, the hero fall and pick himself back up um, to the beautiful music that's accompanying it. What I think makes up a perfect movie. Because, I mean, movies are one thing that I'm super passionate about and I care about a lot. Um, and when, when thinking about this topic, the one movie that I came to um, that I view as a perfect movie is Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl, the first Pirates movie. And I don't know why this movie, ever since the first time I've ever seen it, it's just kind of stuck in my head. And I can't get rid of it. It's it's super entertaining. It's endlessly rewatchable. Um, it's got everything I'm looking for in a movie, and I'm going to kind of go through that. Um, start with the story. It's got a really good story. It's about a son learning about um, who his father truly is, uh, and you, you see that journey continued when he actually gets to meet his father in the sequels, but... Um, he learns that it's not all what it seems and that his heritage and his bloodline cursed a group of people uh, for being inherently selfish. And I think Will Turner's a super interesting character um, because you, you his motives are clear from the very start. Um, he's really doing this to look after and to save um, Elizabeth Swan. Uh, because he is madly in love with her. And so you get the whole romance side of things um, as well with her being betrothed to another um, and and him kind of weaseling his way in there and fighting for love. Um, I don't know. I'm super, it's super nerdy, but I, lo- I love that. Um, and then the next part that I think is, you know, perfect in this movie is the music. The music is one of the best movie scores of all time. I can listen to this nonstop. Um, you know, I have several of the songs saved on my Spotify. So when I'm going through my like songs on Spotify and I hit hit and shuffle, next thing you know, Fogbound's coming up. And, and it's just entertaining. It's thrilling it adds atmosphere and mood to this movie in a way that's really kind of unprecedented and that you don't see a lot um and then it's got the action i'm a i'm a fan of pirates in general i think they're super cool and really interesting time period to explore and so being able to do that through this movie is something i've always loved um you know and it's good the the sword choreography is to me, I mean, I don't know anything about that, but it looks awesome. It plays into the story well. They have a lot of fun with it, um, you know, especially when looking back on that first sword fight between Jack Sparrow and Will Turner uh, when they're in the blacksmith hut, I guess you would call it, about the blacksmith shop. Um, you know, they have they always have a lot of fun with the space, and they use their full environment that they're in. 
to their advantage and i think that makes for really interesting action sequences and you know they kind of elevate that and escalate that as the movie goes along and as the series goes along but i want to focus on curse of the black pearl because that is my that's my favorite of them all because it's the best one of them all let's just be real and and then you got playing on top of that you got all of the uh comedy uh jack sparrow is a hilarious character um just the one-liners and the comments he makes and the looks he gives you know it adds a lot of you know depth and character and you know feel in the movie it makes it a little more lighthearted. um the parts in the movie that you know if it was a straight drama just a revenge pirate tale you know it'd be pretty dark um it wouldn't have that levity that light that it, this movie has and i think that's part of the reason what makes it so enjoyable is that so those are kind of my highlights and things that i look for um in a movie you know i want an interesting story i want beautiful music that propels that and elevates every situation um you know and i want i want to have fun with i'm watching whether it's like a super cool action piece like in a mission impossible you know, where Tom Cruise is risking his life for us just so I can stuff popcorn in my face, you know, or if it's, you know, a comedy like a hot rod that just endlessly makes me laugh nonstop beginning to end, you know, though those feelings that that brings out, that's what I search for in a movie. And that's why I love this movie so much, because I think it kind of balances all of that really well in a really, you know, unique package. Um, and, you know, not only that, but this movie is absolutely beautiful to look at and watch. Because um, a lot of this stuff, I mean, at least to me, it looks like it's shot on location, in the water, on these ships. Um, I don't know how practical all of that is, but they get some real shots in there that just look amazing and astounding. And I really appreciate that and always makes me want to go to the Caribbean and just hang out on these islands you know, I want to go to Tortuga so badly. I would give anything to go to Tortuga and hang out for a night, maybe a weekend there. I don't know if I'd live past that, but I want to so bad. I want to party with Jack Sparrow. I want to drink all of the rum. It just looks like a great time. Um, yeah, so to me, Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl is a perfect movie, and I mean, that's Topic one, what I wanted to talk about today. Um, and then topic two is on Instagram, Lights, Camera, Barstool. They posted a like a grid, and it's like, oh, your birth date is this character. Your, you know, your, your phone battery percentage like is another thing. It's one of those. And so I'm just going to kind of read through that. So it, and it's, each one of these is picking what your movie is going to look like. And so I just think, I always think these are super fun and really interesting because I'm like, oh my gosh, I would love to see that movie. So I'm just going to read what they are and go through that. And then I'm going to go through a couple of my friends and what they got and what I got um, and just to share with you guys. So the, so your star, the star of your movie is the month you were born in. If you were born in January, February, Bradley Cooper, March, April, Nick Cage, May, June, Lupita Nyong'o. July, Larry the Cable Guy, September to October, Mahershal Ali, and November and December is Gwyneth Paltrow. The co-star of the movie is the day of the month you were born. So 
first through the fifth would be Samuel L. Jackson. The sixth through the tenth, John Travolta. Eleventh through the fifteenth, Miles Teller. Sixteenth through the twentieth would be John Boyega. Twenty-first through the twenty-fifth, Scarlett Johansson. And then the twenty-sixth through the end of the month, thirty-first uh, would be Noah Centineo. Uh, your director is your phone percentage. Um, so 100% to 84%, uh, Quentin Tarantino, 83% to 69% or 68%, Tim Burton, 67 to 52%, Jordan Peele, uh, 51, 36, Wes Anderson, 35 to 20, M. Night Shyamalamalamala, uh, and then 19 to 0%, Taika Waititi. Uh, the last letter of your last name, or the first letter of your last name, uh, is the type of movie, the genre. So A through D is a musical, E through I, horror, J through M is a sci-fi, N through R is a comedy, S through V is a mobster movie, and W through Z is a western. And so I just, I always think these are super funny. Um, Mine I would it would be a it would be a mobster movie uh, starring Lupita Nyong'o and Noah Centineo directed by uh, Tim Burton and I I think that's a movie I'd pass on. I'm not a huge Tim Burton fan. I don't really like his movies, uh, but I don't I don't really have a lot to say about that. But my friends they got a little bit better of a movie. Uh, my friend John, John Liverance, love you, buddy. Um, he got a sci-fi movie directed by Jordan Peele, starring Mahershala Ali and John Boyega, and I think that would be like almost a perfect movie. I because I think that would hit on just about everything I would want. Because Mahershala Ali and John Boyega are great actors, um, and uh, John Boyega. Very comfortable in space. He just did three Star Wars movies, so he gets it. He understands the heavy CGI that's going to need to go into this. Um, and then Jordan Peele, he hasn't missed yet, so let him do whatever he wants. And if he wants to take that step, go for a sci-fi directed, whew, I'm in for it. I'm in for it. Um, the one my brother got, um, Justin, shout out buddy, the best co-host on Earth, um, he got a mob movie starring Bradley Cooper and Miles Teller, again, directed by Tim Burton, like myself. So me and him have two of the same things and two different things, which is kind of crazy that our phones are at the same percentage when he did this. Um, again, not a huge Tim Burton fan. I don't really know if this would be good. Um, I have faith in Bradley Cooper and Miles Teller. I think they're both really good actors. I would probably actually like to see Bradley Cooper direct this over Tim Burton. Um, Because I want to see what he can do in the director's chair after um, A Star is Born. Because I thought that was a super, super good movie. That was one of my favorites um, that I've seen in a long time. So, again, interesting movie. Probably pass on that one. Um, And then I got one more. Um, Again... We got, we got two brothers who are replying to this. We got Hudson Liverance. So, again, it's a Tarantino sci-fi movie um, starring Gwyneth Paltrow and Noah Centineo, which 
I would love to see Tarantino do a sci-fi movie because he said he wants to direct a Star Trek. So I think that would make a pretty interesting Star Trek. I think Gwyneth Paltrow would be really good um, and in it, and I think that would be pretty cool to see. I want to see Tarantino do a hard R um, Star Trek movie. Like, who doesn't want to see that? That would be awesome. And then the last one I got sent in was a monster movie directed by Tarantino <laughs> starring Larry the Cable Guy and Scarlett Johansson. And I would just love to see that just because of the pure absurdity that that would bring starring Larry the Cable Guy, who, whatever, he's funny, he's not, but he's going to play the character of Larry the Cable Guy. He's not just going to go in there and, you know, play a different character. He's going to be Larry the Cable Guy. And so I just think that would be hilarious in a monster movie see him hopefully he would get eaten right away and then scarlett johansson does whatever you do in a monster movie try to survive but that's all i got for that that i just think those are super fun really interesting and i love doing those lights camera barstool an amazing movie podcast if you need a movie podcast to listen to if because i don't post mine ever um so go check them out they're amazing great guys well, I don't know that for sure. I've never met them. But they have a really funny podcast, really good podcast. They know a lot about movies. They get really good guests, have really good interviews. But, again, this is my podcast, so you're getting what I got. Not very good, not as entertaining. But, again, I just want to say thank you so much for listening. Um, I really appreciate everyone who listens to this. I know it's not a ton of people, but trust me, I see it. I understand it, and I love it. It really means the world to me because I love doing this. I don't do it often. I don't do it very much, but it's always a blast. And if this is weird and I'm rambling, it's because I am because podcasting on your own is very difficult uh, because it's you're having a conversation with yourself, trying to make it entertaining, trying to keep it flowing. So please bear with me on these standalone, well, I guess these solo episodes, I should say. If they're not as good, not as fun, or not as long. Because, you know, I'm at 18 and a half minutes right now, and I'm running out of things to say, if you can't tell. So, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Be good to one another. Stay excellent. And don't forget your to-go box.